welcome to this next episode of the Launch Podcast. I am Emma Bjorngard-Bissain, Academic Advisor in the School of Business at the Stanford campus. And this is Kayla Hogreep, Academic Advisor for Business on the Hartford campus. We have a really exciting episode for you today on the topic of mentorship. So what is mentorship? Why is it important? And how can it help you in your personal and professional life? Emma and I speak to Kelly Kennedy, who you've heard quite a bit on our podcast before. She's the Associate Director of Student Outreach and Development for the School of Business. And we also speak to Sonia Narcisse, who is a faculty member within the management department. And Sonia is also a professional with years of experience within human resources. So we don't have a lot to say in our introduction of this episode because the episode really speaks for itself. Um, Sonia is and Kelly are two of the most dynamic and engaging people you can listen to, and they're especially passionate about mentorship. So you're going to get a lot of great information and insight from the two of them. I will say numbers have shown that students who are mentored, specifically college students who are mentored while they're undergraduate students, have higher graduation rates, greater job placements, and deeper satisfaction with their personal, professional, and academic careers. There are times throughout this episode where I was like tearing up and I felt so inspired. And it also caused me to reflect on people who have added a lot of value and support to my life. And I know that we'll talk a little bit about that in the outro after the episode. So we hope that you'll feel inspired and that you will feel motivated to pursue mentorship and being a mentee in your own academic and professional careers. What is your name and what do you do at UConn and beyond UConn? So my name is Sonia Narcisse. I'm an adjunct professor for uh, the part-time MBA program and for the MS Human Resource Management program as well. I've been with UConn now, um, I think, three and a half, almost four years teaching. And then I'm also the senior vice president of human resources for Gateway Services. It's a private company that I work at and... um, yeah, that's those are the two main jobs. <laughs> and then the same question to Kelly. Hi, Emma. So, what's your Kelly name Kennedy. and what do you do at UConn? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Kennedy. I'm the Associate Director of Student Development and Outreach, um, also career education faculty. So I handle all the career education for the Stories campus and regional campuses for business school students. So love being on, on your podcast. Now, starting with Sonia, can you describe your area of expertise within the management field? Sure. I, well, I would say that I'm always learning, but um, if I had to say what are some of the, the areas I tend to gravitate to, that would be anything that has to do with leadership coaching, as well as individual coaching as well, career guidance. Where do you see yourself You know, in eight months, 18 months, eight years? I'm also someone that does a lot of work in core competencies, assessing someone's talent and potential talent and helping them to, you know, put together a plan around that. So those would be the areas that I would say around management that really stick out for me. I wanted to ask you, Sonia, so in your understanding and and opinion, what is mentorship? I think there are some of our undergrads, for example, they might not know. So just having a little bit more of an explanation of what mentorship is. Yeah, I think it's it's a number of things. I mean, the thing that comes to mind for me is it's helping to advocate um, for an individual, right, that may not be in a position to do that or uh, in the position to see their potential. So that would be one. 
advising and counseling, I think, is a, another element that stands out for me. It's directing them, you know, guiding them on this bumpy road. And it's more of questioning through coaching through questioning, right? It's not necessarily saying, here's what you need to do, but asking the questions to get them there themselves, I think is really important. The other piece of it is being able to hold up a mirror, say, I know that's what you think, but here's how this comes across, right? And so I think it's really important that there's a really close, trustworthy relationship between the mentee and the mentor. I have a one follow-up question too. So why do you think mentorship is important across all industries, but maybe especially in business? Well, because I think we're constantly learning, no matter um, how many degrees you have, no matter how old you are, you know, look, at the reason I enjoy mentoring is because I learn at the same time as well. Um, and so it's a, it's a two-way street uh, of continuous learning. So that would be one. Um, the second piece is, you know, if you're in leadership, uh, in a leadership role or in a business role, whatever it might be, I always feel that you have a privilege to be able to mentor or guide people. Um, and so I think that's the other element. And, and I also think it's an opportunity to uplift others, right? And that can be women, that can be minorities, it can be whatever it could be, right? But there's, it gets back to what I said earlier around advocating. What does being a good mentor entail? Trustworthiness, a trust-based relationship, I think is important. Um, and that comes with building time uh, or building a relationship. I will only mentor no more than five people um, because when I do that, it's, um, it's a full-time job for me. And so I'm committing my time and my expertise to you as I would expect you to do for me as well. It's commitment. It's uh, following through, through on the homework assignments you get from me. So it's not just let's have a you know 30-minute discussion or an hour discussion. It is actually here's how you, you assess, here's your development plan that we agreed to. Now let's start shoring up your skills. And so a lot of my mentees will have homework assignments that can include reading a book, um, but it's not just reading the book. I'll give them specific questions assigned against their development. So it's very unique in how I, I approach that. So that, that would be, you know, you gotta have that commitment. The second thing is availability. You know, you have to be available. Um, that I probably go to the far extreme in that I tell them I'm essentially available to you 24-7. And for the first two months, you know, that you, you don't see them really uh, tapping into that. But then afterwards, they start doing that, right? Which I think is important because issues, problems don't occur between eight and five. They usually occur outside of that time frame and on the weekends and the holidays, et cetera. So availability would be the other component to it. Um, and look, I think you have to have, lastly, a what I would call a strong courage muscle. You know, you've got to be able to hold up that mirror. This is not a yes job. It just isn't. Thank you. And I, I, Kelly, I'm going to throw that question to you too. Thanks, Kayla. I, I definitely see uh, mentorship as sort of a mirror uh, as well and seeing it really representing leadership. So the skills around leadership really would represent this well as, as an important part. So communicating often would be great. 
So you want to set limitations with your mentee. You want to have some ground rules, maybe even a contact schedule, because you as probably the more experienced person in the, as the mentor can set the tone of how this might go in terms of that contact and communication. Offering constructive criticism is super important. I think if you are someone who's able to give feedback comfortably, that's going to make you a really good mentor. And I think um, it's a great time for you as a leader to utilize your listening skills. So if you are a leader that might even be thinking about, am I utilizing my listening skills well as a leader? This is a great way for you to try it out one-on-one. -on -one. Another thing I tell mentors is to ask really good questions. In fact, think about the questions you plan on asking during that conversation, first conversation, second conversation. Mm -hmm. Questions, you change your questions, you change the outcomes. So if you think about what types of questions as you put yourself into their shoes, the mentee shoes, and say, what would you have hoped that I had been asked? Or think about you 10, 15 years ago. What were you hoping to talk about? So think about how what you're gonna do to ask those questions. And don't be afraid to share your experiences. Stories are an incredible way for learning lessons and really relating with the other person. So I think storytelling, you know, this happened to me early on in my career. This happened to me last week. Those types of stories can really resonate with a young professional and they can really connect the two of you and you can feel it much closer and make that communication stronger. What are the benefits of serving as a mentor to a younger professional, would you say? I think uh, it's this kind of continuous theme that you're hearing from me, and that is you're learning at the same time, right? So um, you're learning, you're helping someone shine, helping them develop, whether it's um, on a career level or a personal level. A lot of times what I find is that they start to blend a little bit, which, you know, you have to be comfortable with with that kind of blending. Um, but, you know, just to watch someone um, reach their potential is an amazing, amazing feeling. When it comes to mentoring and mentorship, will the relationship always be like hierarchical, you know, where there's someone who has much more experience in a higher position? Or could it be more that we're on the same level? Maybe someone has more years in that role? What would you say about that? Yeah, I, I think it can be either, you know, it depends on the need of the individual. Um, so you could have a peer to peer mentor. Um, I think that's a lot of what I see a lot of times. Um, so it depends on the individual and the circumstances for sure. I would say that, you know, as I think about the people that have mentored me, they have been in different um, relationships with me, right? So not always my boss, um, not always my peer, um, someone that's completely outside of my industry, and quite frankly, industry or the environment that I'm in. And I think this is important. You do want, you don't want more of you. You want to have someone that sees things differently than you. Um, and so I would say the diversity of thought is important. And sometimes what happens with mentees is they find someone that is very similar to them. And you're not going to get the learning from that experience. That makes total sense. And Kelly, just the same question to you, you know, first is what, what do you feel are the, the benefits of mentoring a younger professional? And if you have anything to add to what Sure, Sonia I think just I agree with so much that Sonia is saying already in terms of seeing yourself in that mentee. I think um, from a student perspective or a university perspective, I think the mentee situation um, presents itself when undergrads feel a little nervous about 
interacting with someone who may be older in age or an experience level. And I think what that does is it does make them apprehensive about communicating who they are and what they have to share. So a lot of the communication that we will be doing in many of the mentorship programs that are coming up for us here at the School of Business will be communicating to our younger professionals that they are professionals. And this is essentially a relationship and a relationship you know, although has some boundaries and some levels and things like that you're talking about, but while these two people are working together, there should be an equal communication structure. Um, that person may have to fake it till they make it in terms of the confidence level. Um, you know, I've seen undergrads be mentored. We have a program um, in the Hartford location for CFA for financial planners. We've seen students be nervous to outreach to their mentor because you know, there's intimidation there because maybe they're a full-time person or they've been working in the industry 20, 30 years. So we want to sort of step over that little hill um, where you feel as though this person is not equal to you because I think that can be inhibiting um, when the learning takes place. Now flipping it around, what does being a good mentee entail? Uh, let's see, uh, commitment um, to the relationship um, and to you know, the homework that comes out of it. I would also say the ability to provide feedback to the mentor, because like I said, it's a, a two-way street. So, you know, it's not just them sharing their experiences, but me sharing my experiences and them giving me feedback on how that might have come across. And I do that a lot and I get a lot of value out of that. For example, I won't give an example, but I will say that I've had two UConn students that I've been able to um, mentor and um, I have watched them grow and uh, develop in their career and it's been really satisfying. And for example, I am in the midst of putting together an HR strategy for my company and I actually sent it to them and said, take a look at that and let me know what you think. Um, and they gave me some really powerful feedback and I made adjustments as a result of that. Students uh, should be thinking about um, these upcoming programs that we will have available at the School of Business because these are really incredible resources for you to grow and learn. And I think as a mentee, there are really few uh, requirements, if you would, to be a mentee. So this should not be something you're worried about. You don't have to be ready. You don't have to be a certain year. You don't have to have a certain major. Um, I think all of these things are just that you're willing, as we've been talking about, to um, engage in these conversations. Um, I, you know, I want you to feel comfortable taking responsibility for your own learning here and um, communicating with a mentor about um, your preferences, what you hope to learn, what you hope to gain, even your career dreams. These are amazing things you can share with someone more experienced than you. And all of those things will develop trust. So, and that's how a relationship grows. So, you know, we all know that relationships are everything and this would be a great one-on-one -on -one opportunity for you to develop this skill and learn how to do it as you go forth into your internships and your full-time positions. But just keep in mind that there's really no requirements. Just the willingness to do the work is going to be, is going to be right, what's in front of you. So I just had a question that popped into my mind just hearing uh, you all talk. So, you know, 
how do you like ask someone to be your mentor? You know, if there are programs, you know, that's great. But like, what if you see someone and you're like, I would really want this person to be my mentor. Do you reach out over email? Is it better to ask in person? Like, and how do you ask the question? I think when there's, uh, we're looking at students to a professional, I think that there has to be what we call that time commitment. I think the only thing that you can sort of say actually works when you want to build um, that trust or build um, the repertoire that you might have going forward with this person enough to ask for more of their time would be to is give time and commitment in the beginning. So um, if you are going to sort of outreach, you know, Emma, the student reached out to you and said, you know, I'd like you to be my, my mentor on the first conversation, that be, it might be a little bit much to hear because you don't know this person. So setting a plan in place that might say, first, I'm going to get to know them. Secondly, I might meet with them. Thirdly, I might add some value in the conversation, maybe offer to do something for them. And then finally, after you've had a bunch of different conversations, that would be a good time to say, I don't know if you agree here, but we really are having a great dialogue. And I would like to see it go forward that um, we continue this conversation as a bit of a mentorship. How do you feel about that? So I think it's not so much like, you know, do you want to be my mentor? Okay, and let's go forward. I think there's an evolution there, much like any relationship, much like an, a networking relationship. You know, we've been on this podcast talking about networking and takes time. Time and energy is the only cure to being able to be uh, upfront and ask good questions that will allow you to be someone's mentee. That's the only thing you can do. Thank you. And Sonia, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Um, no, I, I certainly agree with what Kelly was saying. I think you know, I've had people approach me in class or after they've completed my course. Um, and I usually, you know, for optics, uh, will not take someone on while they're in my class. So, and I've had people approach me on LinkedIn and um, it's not an automatic for me. You know, I, I, uh, they have to um, respond to three questions um, that I give them. And the first question is, why do you want to be mentored? The second one is, what are you hoping to get from me? Uh, and then the third one is, is what are the gaps that you're trying to close, right? And there's no rush to get it to me um, because it's more about mindfulness and putting uh, comprehensiveness around it. And also um, what it tells me is how you respond tells me your level of commitment. So if you send me back two sentences, I pretty much know what your level of commitment is. And I, I'll, I'll say that. I will tell someone I'm not in a position to mentor you right now. So I've turned people down, um, but I take on probably more than, uh, than um, I probably should. But it's such a joy to do it. Oh, that's wonderful. And I, I would add to that is that if someone turns you down, they turn you down. It's great that you asked. I mean, That's to right, me, right. if I had to, right, if you turn someone down, it, it's certainly a compliment that they thought that much of you that they would ask you that question anyway. So, you know, don't feel as though it's a rejection. Just feel as though you're going to move on and find a new person. You know, people have busy lives and it could be a million reasons why they're mm -hmm. not able to take on a mentor, mentee at this time. What are the benefits of being a mentee of someone more experienced? Well, I mean... To state the obvious, experience, right? I mean, they've gone through um, probably what you're going through in some version or, or shape of it. So you get the benefit of that, that experience, the wisdom that comes with that, you know, the key learnings 
that come with that, right? Because um, I think one of the things, and I think we all agree with this, you know, I don't, I've learned from my failures way more than I've learned from my successes. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? So someone that's willing to be vulnerable and share with you, here's what I did. And, you know, now that I think about it, here are the key learnings. And guess what? This is how I took those key learnings all the way through my life or career. Sonia and Kelly, could you each share a personal experience that has had a strong impact on you as either a mentor or a mentee? And you can take your time and think about it. Okay, so as a mentee, uh, this individual has mentored me for 25 years. And um, I don't make a move without this individual providing input to both my career or if, you know, there's a, something happening on outside of my career. And that relationship was really strong. And it's for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, you know, this person had no problem with uh, telling me if now I, I see why you might think that, but that's not how that came across. And he's been impactful in my life and all of the decisions that I've made in my career. I think that the thing that that hit me the most was on, um, it was an opportunity for me to, and I did become the chief human resource officer for a publicly traded company. And I remember calling him and saying, here's the opportunity, what do you think? And he said, my mentorship with you is completed. And it, I, I was sad. And, and, but what he said is, I have given you everything you need at this point in your career. Um, if you want me to listen, I'm happy to listen, but it's kind of like, you know, ranking up to a Jedi. It's like, all right, my Padawan, um, you, you can do this. And that was impactful to me because it's also recognizing as a mentor when it is time to, I've done all I can here. Um, and I mean that in a positive way. Was this person a former supervisor of yours or a, a professor or? Um, he's an attorney. He was um, a peer and then he became my boss and then he became a CEO of um, a publicly traded company, uh, a Fortune 500 company. And wow. um, yeah, so uh, yeah, amazing person. Yeah. And I think this back to the point earlier, he took me under his wing. Um, right. He saw the potential that I didn't see. What about you, Kelly? Right, sure. Well, because Sonia had talked a little bit about being a mentee, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about being a mentor. Um, I think uh, my work at the School of Business, um, working with, in the last 12 years, over 7,500 students in their first jobs and internships. So when you're working with a student um, or any kind of mentee, uh, even a peer mentee, I think the reward um, is incredible. I, I think seeing someone grow over a period of time and being able to contribute to their success is certainly not only heartfelt, but professionally gratifying. I think that when you're able to raise individuals higher than they had expected, I really resonated with what Sonia just said about seeing the seeing that sparkle that perhaps you didn't see. And I think um, there's a tremendous amount of joy when you're able to do that for somebody else. You're able to see their good spots and, and even help them adapt to some of their challenges as well. And I think being a mentor, I've been mentored many times. And like you, Sonia, I have people that I would call my advisory council that mm -hmm. are in my life, you know, for no other reason except for the fact that we have this strong relationship 
both now personally and professionally. So I wouldn't want people to miss out on either side of that. So I think, you know, as undergrads are looking at these types of programs, I would just say this is the first step in the process, and then you can move on to be the mentee. We run an alumni program that I started with a while back with the Alumni Relations Office, uh, and um, you'd be surprised that the mentees now, seven, eight years later, out of the New York alumni group, are now the mentors. So it went full circle, and to watch this happen, you know, we'd see them at the dinner, and I would say, you know, I remember when you were a mentee and you were so nervous, and now you're sitting here waiting for your mentee. And this is such an incredible way to give um, back. I can't see, I see no negatives in this process. Yeah, I, I echo that, Kelly. I think that's well said. It's paying it forward, right? Absolutely. I was mentoring someone that worked in a company and she uh, is an engineer and she's in South Africa and she's a, a black female. And, um, and I say black female, why that's important because in South Africa, that's mm -hmm. still a battle. Like a, yeah, a, it's absolutely. a significant battle, right? So I mentored her for eight years and um, she ended up, she's married, ended up having uh, a child and decided that she wanted to go back to get her MBA. And so I said, well, why? And she said, well, you know, because I, I want to be able to teach engineering. Okay, so fine. Go get your MBA then. And <laughs> so she, she does this. And then uh, in the midst of that, she has her child and then she ends up pregnant again. Um, and this was all planned. And she called me one night. She was putting together her thesis and she just said, I can't, I, I can't. And I said, what do you mean you can't? And she said, I'm exhausted, you know, and I get it, et cetera. And she said, I'm just going to postpone it. And I said to her, you are not postponing. Here's what you're going to do. You are going to get some rest. You're going to get your husband to get engaged and watch your child. And, um, and you're going to make this happen. And she did. And she graduated with honors. Um, she has her MBA and she's now pursuing her PhD. Oh, so great. Yeah. And she said to me when she graduated, um, she, uh, you, you never expect this as a, a mentor, right? But um, she recognized that and said, um, you know, if it wasn't for my mentor um, who pushed me and literally kicked me that night, I would not have graduated from my master's. And is she teaching engineering? <laughs> not yet, but she will be. She will, she will be. be. Yeah. And so it's, it's amazing. So I only say that just because the rewards are amazing. Yeah. It's such a profound yeah. impact, like not only on her, but on her children who saw her do the, do all of that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and she was an engineer in mining. So underground yeah. mining. So untraditional. My yes. God. Yeah. Yes. So that's so. uphill as it is. See, exactly. you know, we all we all need help. You know, we all need assistance. And I think if you're vulnerable enough to that's say it. it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to be a person who doesn't know everything, that is really that door opener just for impact on both sides is both sides of the relationship is vulnerability. Is, yeah, yeah vulnerability. Absolutely. Because that's definitely it. Yeah. And I think our, you know, our under our younger students, our undergrad students, you know, it's important to this generation to have impact. And I yes. think they have to realize they can start with themselves 
and be open to some of this mentorship that's going on. And then they know that that will make them a better mentor going forward. Agreed. So we just listened to Sonia and Kelly discuss the importance and the impact of mentorship. So Emma, what what reflections did you have while you were listening to them? Yeah, learning what mentorship is more specifically was very helpful to me. And it actually made me reflect on some relationships and, you know, experiences that I've had throughout both my academic journey as an undergrad and as a grad student. So for example, I realized that some of the people that I was very connected with in my department at Cal State Long Beach in the philosophy department um, really were mentors to me. Like they were available to me to uh, answer questions in the evenings as I was working on my writing sample and, you know, putting together my application for graduate school. They were really there to provide support and kind of motivate me when I felt like I wanted to just kind of, you know, give up and I didn't feel uh, inspired to to keep going. Um, But then in particular as well, in graduate school, my advisor at UConn in the philosophy department, Mitchell Green, really has been a mentor uh, to me and still is. You know, he's someone, um, as Sonia was saying, that she had a mentor where she wouldn't make a move without that person, you know, professionally. Mitch has really been that person for me as well, someone I can ask for advice. And also someone who, you know, on a personal level um, has been there as support. So do you feel like, you know, thinking and reflecting on this that you've had any mentors or do you feel inspired now to kind of seek out a mentor in the future? I had to really think about it because I don't think I've had a mentor in the formal sense where we've outright said to each other, this is going to be a mentor-mentee relationship in the way that Sonia has was describing some of the ways that she works with young professionals. But as I sat and thought about it and reflected on it more, there are definitely people who have guided me personally. Like when I was a teenager and I was involved, very involved with my church, um, I definitely had um, leaders who mentored me on a personal level. And then definitely faculty as well. My faculty advisor, while I was an undergraduate student, reflecting back on how he guided me to step out of my comfort zone and study abroad when I was an undergraduate student, that definitely had a huge impact on me. And studying abroad ultimately led to my career within higher education. So further down the road, as I started working in higher and within study abroad, I definitely had seasoned professionals in my office who were not only friends, but who gave me really good professional advice and support and friendship that has guided me even, you know, today, I still I still think back on what I've learned from them and the ways that I can approach my career and the way that I work with others. So mentorship takes many different forms, I think. Um, It's not always a formal relationship or a formal agreement, but it's definitely had a big impact on my personal, academic, and professional life. And we also wanted to emphasize to all of our student listeners, specifically in the School of Business, that you should be on the lookout for future mentorship opportunities or, you know, mentee mentorship opportunities, because we have some exciting plans in the works. 
So after having listened to this episode and hearing a little bit about my experiences, Kayla's experiences, and you know what Kelly and Sonia had to say, we hope that you feel inspired to take advantage of these future opportunities to seek out mentors for yourself and being a mentee and seeing how exciting that can be. So really lean into what mentorship has to offer and keep us posted on uh, how you are engaging with mentorship in the future.